I guess, can we start with you? Like, what's good? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> yes. Start with me. I'm doing fine. I had a, I did a lot of spring cleaning yesterday. Mm-hmm. I woke up, I didn't check my phone until 7 p.m. yesterday. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it was the first time I'd done that for, I don't know if I'd ever really done that. Because <laughs> um, there's a boy that I sort of, that I've been on a few dates with that I text, but then he sort of doesn't get back to me and we sort of, so I had uh, anxiety about okay. checking the phone about that. Okay. So yesterday I woke up and then there was... I had that, you know, like, oh, check what time it is where I'm on my phone, but then I was like, you know what, let's just leave it, because I knew if I checked it and he hadn't said anything, I was going to be disappointed, and if he had something, I would instantly be like, oh, what do I have to say back? Right. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm not going to check it. I had a stack of New York Times papers there. I just started reading, and I read through the whole stack, and then I was like, oh, this is kind of dusty, and I started wiping this off. <laughs> and then you know and now every single surface of this apartment except for Joey's room is like clean it's yeah it's sparkling everything looks super shiny when I walked in so yeah thank you because <laughs> <laughs> this is the cleanest it's ever been except for maybe when we moved in and what did you learn from your New York Times escapade delving into the <laughs> like what was in the paper yeah the archive yeah there was a really good story there was a really good photo story about uh things people drop on the ground or that have been left on the ground mm-hmm. and uh i cut out one of those pictures and put it on the wall and then the the photographer said that he was telling the someone about the project and he said the person he was talking to said they once saw someone come outside of the whole foods during thanksgiving time and they had a full catered turkey stuffing greens, crimson, everything that they dropped on the <laughs> sidewalk. <laughs> and he was like, that would have been a good picture. But yeah. So that was in there. All the Trump shit is in there. Venezuela stuff was in there. Some dance stuff. I saw the um, dance show at the Met. Uh, what was it? Which dance show? There's like the New York City Ballet dancer named Silas. Mm. What I also want to call Sinus. Um, so that was in there. Yeah. Cool, I feel like they're doing more performance stuff. They are. Which is exciting. Monica Bilbon did her thing. Yeah. Madonna did her thing at the Met Ball. Yeah. Echo. <laughs> yeah, Echo did Echo it. Echo did a yeah, solo piece or something. Yeah. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I channeled all my anxiety into doing that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's good to make mental space away from the phone. Because it, it's crazy how, like, much mental capacity is filled yeah. with just the reflex of always picking up a phone. Right. Whenever there is, like, any kind of mental space. Or, like, taking it into the bathroom with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're, like, going to the bathroom, you're like, wait, wait, I gotta grab my... And you're like, what the fuck yes. is going on right, right. now? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I've also been really trying to be more conscious of it, which I guess everyone has because there's, like, apps of how to be more conscious which of that, Which is so like, time. bizarre. Right. Um, and, like... Because there's one way to be conscious about screen time. Right. 
and it's in your brain. And it's in your it's in your brain because it, it reprograms. <laughs> yeah, it's consciousness. It's because it's reprogramming your brain. I feel like in the space where, yeah, it's like that moment where you're potentially bored, and you have to like look for something to fill that like space. It's not like Facebook or Instagram, but it used to be like you know, creative space or something right. for me. Yes. Like I, that would be, or I'd be like, Oh, I should, or, you know, things that I should be doing. I'm like, Oh yeah, maybe I should like get on like learning that second language or, you know, the uh-huh. cute, or like maybe I'm curious about this building around, like, look it up or something. Right. And now it's just like, like what's, what's happening in the world. Right. Um, which kind of feeds that a certain way. I mean, there's like articles and stuff that pops up on Facebook that are like informative, but like, you know, it's never it's like, never oh, like, I feel so much smarter after being on this. Right. Thing. Right. <laughs> like, you're I'm like so transported. No, yeah. it's just you're like, what? It's a time warp. You know? Do you do the Instagram thing? Yes. I then go on Instagram? Yeah, I do. And do you, um, do you like the people you follow? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's such a weird I like the people space. I follow, and but then I look at the discover, the little search thing, yeah. and then I go down rabbit holes. I think that's it. Yeah, I think... No, I, I really enjoy... Um, I do enjoy seeing what people are up to. Right. And people who I care about, and people whose work that I want to follow, and people who are posting like little snippets and glimpses. Right. and. Um, you don't follow beach pictures. No. Yeah. No, I don't. Um, I mean... That's like fine to do. Right. <laughs> that, if, if that floats your boat, right, right. Um, but in a way, it's good—a good way to keep up. But then, but then it's the rabbit holes that are dangerous. The continuous it's scrolling. The continuous scrolling. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm also trying to be more proactive about post. Like, I don't know. There's the whole notion. It's like that space where you're an artist and you're like. How much time do I spend promoting my work? How much time do I spend in the studio? Like, which is pretty, yeah. It's just such a, it feels like an uncomfortable place to be in sometimes, like, as a maker. Because it's, like, exciting to share your work on Instagram and, like, get people to see it. But then it's also, like, you know, what are you posting and why? And it feels cheap some in some way. Because yes. it's, like, you're selling yourself. But, like necessary and right. it was like an old age old well and I think in the performance world and like downtown dance performance world mm-hmm. any, any performance I guess it's all about like the experience in the moment of being in the same room as right. the thing that's yeah. happening and then the video of it or like the 30 second clip or the cool image of it is not what it's about at all because there are a lot of beautiful images of terrible pieces or like terribly boring pieces and there's a lot of really exciting work that doesn't photograph or film well yeah 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 right because it's like that's what it boils down to now is like in your sense there's no sense perception because it's all just this big right that's like the catch-22 of performance in general i feel like is like the heat is like the 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 gut feeling you get or that connection in the moment being present with it but then it's like also like how is that how do you perpetuate it in this in the scene that we are in and it, it yeah, yeah, it's interesting, like, you know, what gets traction, and, like, what doesn't, and why, and it's very visual, you know, now it's, like, super visual. You mean what gets traction online? Yeah, and online, yes. or, like, in the scene, 
you know, right. and um, it's shirtless pictures, it's sexy pictures. That's what you get traction. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> things that you can like make, even if it's a dance, it's like a thing that's a sexy picture of the dance or whatever. Right. Or beautiful. Yeah, because you know, it's like a lot of times it's like the grunge is like what's interesting about a piece, or like the static. You know, right. not the... But for that to get traction online, it has to be sexy grunge. Yeah, but it has to be sexy grunge. And that's not some type... Like, sometimes it's just, like, barely... Grunge you can barely, like, see, you know? Right. Like, that's the beauty of it, that you can barely right. see it. And then it doesn't translate, of course. Right. When you're, ad, you know, posting it in this, like... Because I feel like it's, like, a very, like, design-y, you know, uh-huh. oriented scene. Anyway, yeah. I mean, it can be fun to... It can be fun, but it's also a non-place. But, yeah... I think a lot about your your work is very material. Like there's you literally construct materials that mm-hmm. heavy metal <laughs> literal heavy metal materials, mm-hmm. sculptures, installations that go in your work. And the internet is such an immaterial ephemeral non place. Do you think about how those two things reconcile? You also like work with your hands, you build things, you, you're a maker. Mm-hmm. Do you think about, or I guess, what do you think about Inject the interplay like, between those worlds? How, like how, online and... Yeah. Um, do you just use the online to serve that, or do you feel like it can't exist? Well, I guess... Um... I guess I started out really just rejecting it and like being like, it's about, you know, the work. And I still like believe that. And I'm like, oh, it's like, it's about the work and the quality of the work. And that's all I'm going to put my time into. And then you like, you know, spend, you know, like hours and months like preparing and rehearsing and you're like sawing wood and like, you know, well, you're sawing wood. Or yeah, or making a set for this like show, like in this strange alternative space and then it happens and you're and then (laughs) you're kind of like it's this huge high and it's super rewarding and then it's like okay great like you know what do where do you go from there like how do I get this to more people so I think I've I don't know I used to like not document my work and it'd be it pissed me off to see like this person with the camera like in front of you you know like five people and they're like on their stomachs and they're like right in the up the performance ass and you're like what the like this is bullshit now I'm like now I'm more uh, I'm also like this is like a world that we exist in too like you can't just like you know like function without in communication or dialogue with like the your online presence and not even so much your presence but like that's a way you can communicate to people you know right and it's like it's a language that exists and it's becoming more and more complex and like it's a way people coexist and like so I think I I think yeah kind of (laughs) to a certain extent so I think I think the most I don't know I've kind of reconciled that in a way of like I create a piece and then sometimes that becomes like a film I can share online so that piece becomes like right the, but the film is a different piece the p- film is it's a different project it's a different project, it's a sure. different project. yeah it's another yeah. type of choreography on top of the choreography right that or whatever if, if it's a dance thing right so, yeah it's weird anyway but it's still yeah but it's you know and the reason also like the reason 
I'm like doing this as a film isn't necessarily because like oh I want to put this online but it's like oh, oh I do want to share it right to like you know potentially thousands of people right instead of like <laughs> that show real. up and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know it's whatever being in the same place at the same time, which is where the magic is. Isn't right. that crazy? It's like right. where the magic is, but anyway. Yeah. How about yeah. you? Actually, I think I've well, I was very resistant to uh, putting anything online uh, until last year when I started. I. I had had danvannote.com, the domain, for a while, but I, and I've always wanted to put writing out there, but I never, you know, it's like, didn't make it to the starting line. But then, beginning of last year, I decided to write an essay every Friday and put it up on the website. But I was conscious to keep it very bare bones and very just like, take the formula of Instagram, which is like visual, something very satisfying, like human body, smiles, bodies food like really sensory things and make sure I don't do that and only like write an excerpt from the essay in paper on a and then take a picture of the paper and then post that and be like I put an essay up so very sort of just offering hey I put an essay up as opposed to trying to promote it just sort of putting it on a shelf mm-hmm. that uh, you know not many people look at <laughs> yeah it's because it's also embarrassing to add hashtags because right. then you're like, like defining yourself you. it's and embarrassing for yeah. you it's like a way for people to find you and I get that but also the more hashtags you add the more you're saying you want people to find you and sort right. of the more you're saying I need to be found so it puts you in a place of lack I feel like when you hashtag so much right but it's funny because that's like a per- like that's like something I think you feel when you're doing it personally because it's like your personal needs and wants and I don't you know I'm not like also like if other people are doing it like whatever like I barely like twice right you know? right you don't care <laughs> yeah but like yeah it's like holding yourself up to you no I think there's this interesting thing about professionalism that comes in like I think because I'm also been because I'm like in fabrication as well and like I'm in contact with a lot of designers and also my partner is like a designer right mm-hmm. now and there's this fabrication means fabrication um like building of objects I'm specifically um I mostly work with metal so like welding like railings doorways chairs tables furniture whatever it for life or for to, performances for for life yeah. and then that also doing that in performance as well for my work but yeah there's this notion of like professionalism online that doesn't really translate into the art world because like to be because it's like art you know is sorry this may not be that interesting but like (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah because if you're posting like what what's your professional you know, being an artist as a profession is like your practice and your professional practice like is in the studio when you're in your sweatpants, like not giving, you know, just like in your process or like it's also when you're... When you're completely present in what you're doing. Yeah, when you have like a, also maybe like, yeah, like a shitty photo or something of performance, like that's like all professional and it just doesn't translate always into like this, yeah, like design 
world, commercial world, because a, a certain kind of person you could look at it and be like, that is totally unprofessional. Your whole Instagram's unprofessional. Yeah, You're right. Like, this is my <laughs> work. This is my life's right. work. This is like, I only have professional... Right. Just like that line. But the real work is when you're the most present in what you're doing. And, yeah. that, and that goes for any profession, anyone doing anything. It's when you're the most engaged and present with that's whatever's true. in front of you. I think you're so, yes. And I guess that you could do that on, I feel like it's impossible for you to be present with what you're doing as you post something. Yes. Or right. in your, when you're constructing a, you know, a photo and then editing the photo and then mm-hmm. figuring out how to at context with a caption, la 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 la. Yeah. It's all like fending off what people are going to project onto you and mm-hmm. like putting up walls and it's like, it's weirdo. Yeah. Or if you don't think about that, that's like a conscious choice. Like I'm going to post an ugly picture of myself <laughs> and like go, or me when I'm like, I'm going to write out yeah, a right, sentence right, right, right. and not hashtag anything. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> Right. The, it's like a lot about being edgy. cool, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's not a sweet, it's not a cute place to be vulnerable. And then yeah. when you are, if you are, and it's not vulnerability when you say, hey guys, I'm really sad. Yeah. Or, you know, like, right. I've been depressed lately. That's not vulnerability when you're posting on social media about that. If you call your friend and say, hey, I'm having a really hard day, do you have 10 minutes? Yeah. That's vulnerability. Well, it might be vulnerability, but it's not connected. Or it's weird. It's like a removed sense. It's like a... It's not a bid for connection. Yeah. I feel like it's just a, everyone throwing things into a pot. Yeah. And there's no, like, actual back and forth. Because it's not like you're building something after, after no. that. No. Like, with the... Per, like, when you're you just one on one. Yeah. Because then, then you know, you could get, like, a smattering of response. But it's not like you spend time with somebody to, like, build, like... You know what I mean? Yes. Like a mechanism for yourself, for them, or like to learn. You know, I feel like when you're human-to-human interactions, it... Yeah, I feel like you learn better, like maybe more whatever mechanisms for like your health or like friendship or like right. ways of interacting with people or like, you know, what they went through, like relating. Yes. It's like, oh, oh, you had this experience and this experience. Oh man. Like, yeah, that's like exactly what I'm going through or like this mechanism work for you. So yeah, it's a different kind of learning. Like I feel like stunts sometimes you're learning and about human mechanisms through others' experience, I guess. Right. It stops you from, it, and it also just keeps you in your own head. Yeah, yeah. You know, because then you check your right. phone again, and then you see who else said something, and what they said, and how that made you feel, and you know, reply to that. And it's, and it takes balls to say things, or guts, not to be gendered about it. It takes <laughs> guts to say things, and I only learned this. Well, this was like sort of my first mini takeaway from therapy was that it takes a lot of guts to say something out loud to another person mm-hmm. in a room right when right. it's you and that person in a room right it takes a lot of guts to say something yeah right because it's like taking ownership because then you can't put it back in you know, it's like, <laughs> a bubble, like it's out there yeah right and if you're not sort of if you're not familiar with what is going on in your head or you don't or you're resistant to it Oh, I don't like this thought. I don't like that thought. Da, 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 da. This thing's wrong with me. Right. It's easier for you to just keep it in there. Right, because if you don't get it out... Then maybe out, it's not true if you don't say it. Or Right. Yeah. 
And then also, if you never get that thing out of your head, you can actually dissect it. You can actually right. like, take it out, turn it around, right. like you know, you know, figure out well, where was that coming from. It's more cyclical when you're just in the internal, yes, and less like linear, right? Um, thought process and conversation, yeah. And you you can't look like you know you can't manage anything you can't measure. It's kind of like you can't look. You, it's good to say things out loud because then you can look at that thought and be like, okay, what does... Mm-hmm. That sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not right. Right, instead of having just, like, this emotional, yeah. immediate response, you have the thought in your yes. head, you're like, Doosh, instead yes. of, like, yeah, airing it in the space. I remember saying to my therapist that I, I was seeing a guy... Don't touch your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was seeing a guy, and then we slept together, and then he sort of was more lax about responding to my texts, and I was like, well, he's seen my body, and now he doesn't like me anymore. Right. Even though it was really good. I mean, I thought that was really good, <laughs> but it was like, yep, there's something wrong with my body, you know? Right, right. And then it's like, okay, what was, what is that about? Yeah, totally. Right, because it's like... Because um, maybe that's talk. true, but I don't know that that's true. Because he wouldn't doesn't say that to me. But I've, you know, it's a story that I like right. to come up with. It's like how you speak to yourself, and if you don't get a chance to like really analyze it, you can never change those loops. Yes. I was, I actually recently spoke to a friend who like speaks out loud to themselves constantly I've done that a few times and repetitively yeah, to yeah, change yeah. the loops actively yes. and it actually I like started trying it mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it that's even scary it's scary to say because <laughs> I think oh stupid yeah well like, I think oh I'm so stupid or to just, do this yeah exactly yeah. It's, it feels silly but even beyond that like it's scary to say something out loud that's vulnerable <sighs> even to yourself like even because something you don't really believe or, you don't, or you're scared right. to like get behind in a real yeah. way and you're like no yeah. Like, I'm fine. You know, right. it's like radical to even be like, no, my body's fine. Like, I'm a whole complete right. human. I'm, that's right. like... Or maybe my body's good. Yeah. Like, maybe I'm attractive. You know, that's... Yeah. Really <laughs> maybe I'm... Jesus, maybe I'm cute. Just, I know, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> no, but it's pretty... Yeah. Jeez. Those... It's pretty wild how, like, powerful those... The loops... Like, the tape in yeah. your brain is... So what is your mirror thing? If it won't touch um, the mirror thing. Do you say something out loud in the mirror? You said you had just started. Oh, I just say it in any space. Like, not, like, to myself, uh-huh. like, by myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> it could be. And what do you say? Um, <laughs> well, you, I'm writing that script as I go. <laughs> you know, it just depends on the context. But I think, um... Okay, I think mostly recently it's been necessary because I've been going through a lot of change, like taking a lot of risks, and I'm like, um, I need to remind myself that that's okay, and I'm in like a new relationship, and I need to remind myself, and it's like I'm vulnerable in this place, and I need to remind myself that, um... I don't know, there's, like, everything's going to be okay. Even, like, everything's changing and shifting. It's, like, um, changes 
good. It feels like sometimes I'm like, I'm losing everything. Uh-huh. But I knew. Yeah. And like, I'm losing my footing and my sense of identity. Yes. That's great. And <laughs> and then I need to remind myself that like, no, you, 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 are, you have a strong sense of identity. And yeah. it doesn't, it's not defined by all these like external things. Yes. And it's like that you know who you are. You're like, you know, a strong, grounded individual, even though like... Right. May not always feel like that. Yeah. But you know, like, yeah. So that's the script that yeah. I'm trying to like navigate. Because you are the awareness of your thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. That's who you really are. Yeah. So when you, I think there's some one author that calls it the seat of the soul. It's like when you can sit back in the seat of the soul and then you can observe. You know, it's like when you do meditation, they say like observe the thought. Yeah. You're the awareness of the thought. You are not the thought. Yeah. Because if you are the thought, then that means you're, you know, a crazy chipmunk, which some people are, which I am sometimes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, yeah, meditation can totally fill that role and also create more linear thought than the cyclical, mm-hmm. the observation of that. Those moments. I never have linear thought. <laughs> <laughs> I have mentioned my mind. Sure, my mind uh-huh. it's honestly. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. And the th- I think the phones are when you have the chipmunk thoughts and it it zaps the anxiety because it brings all of your attention oh, to yeah. this image or these moving yeah. things that are on this little screen right. that hypnotize you so you don't have to feel th- anything that's, anymore. That's Merrick. That's actually one thing I read, I don't know. Because I don't think we're bored, I think we're anxious. We can't sit with the we can't sit with the anxiety. Yeah. It's because it's not boredom. Right. There is like some study somewhere, um, which I came across once upon a time. Anyway, uh-huh. there is that citation where they, put, yeah, <laughs> where they um, put people in a room in isolation um, by themselves, and they gave them the choice. So they can either sit there like with themselves or like zap themselves is like like basically like electrocute themselves like slightly and we all know what many, they chose yeah, <laughs> and they and most people chose this like stimulus even though it was like this you know like was right like a plum. even though you could pinch yourself yeah you could, yeah um so i think that yeah it kind of speaks to what you're saying is like yeah actually sitting with yourself for a second that anxious thing anxiety of just sitting with yourself and like, yeah, anyway, whatever. It's very hard. So. Yeah, I was, I was, well, proud of myself is maybe too much. <laughs> I was, but I was, uh, yeah, I was proud of myself yesterday for when I was, I cleaned all day. And there were sometimes it was a little manic and other times that it was really thoughtful. Mm-hmm. But I had a lot of thoughts the whole time. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were like, oh, what if someone tested me? Or what if someone's trying to get in touch with me? And I thought, you know what? I'll get back to them when it's time. And and if I don't get back to them, I because th- the story I told myself is, oh, he's he's not gonna like me anymore, or she's not gonna like think I care about her, or blah blah blah. But like if someone does that you care about doesn't get back to you right away or if it's like several hours later that's not gonna break the 
But it's the fear of being alone. You know, it's like, oh, if I don't do this, I'm going to be alone. Right. But then, you know, once you're able to look at that, it's like, you know what? I don't think everyone's going to abandon me because I didn't check my phone for a whole day once. Right. And maybe I'll actually be more available for other people if I do this. Right. If I learn how to sit with myself. Totally. Yeah. It's really hard, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, it's interesting... Yeah, how now it's like, oh no, someone's answering me like 20 minutes. There's a problem! Like, you're immediately like, are you dead? You know, right. it's like this drastic, right. like, um, yeah, the immediacy is, is kind of very interesting. Or, yeah, or do they hate me? Or, like, right. you know, I don't want to make Do they hate me? Yeah. yeah, or like, I don't want to seem like. Or, yeah. But, what are they going to think? Yeah. yeah. How is your partner at texting? Um, how are you at texting? Oh, terrible. I think you've been pretty good with me. Well, you're an exception. <laughs> I want to talk to you. <laughs> no, I I try to be pretty responsive, but I am like that person who may it might take me a day sometimes. To yeah, respond. I have those friends where I I treat it like sending a letter. Yes, that's that's kind of how I. But I'm also trying to be. More, um, yeah, that's just the catch. Like, I'm trying to be more present in my life, but then also, like, I'm trying to also communicate better because I'm, like, not a good communicator hmm. in certain regards. So, hmm. yeah. So, anyway. I don't know that that's true. Yeah, well, you know, there's <laughs> different conduct. I feel like, um, you have anxieties about communicating with certain people about certain things yeah that's that's it yeah which is well only you go through that so (laughs) yeah um everybody has that thing so but I think you're a very effective communicator yeah I feel like I'm not a bad communicator I think I'm I think I'm bad when there's too many when I'm overwhelmed with things and then I kind of just like tunnel vision (laughs) so if there's like on one so I'm like oh my god this room I have and then I just like go down and then you feel guilt about oh well then I feel then I feel guilt about not getting touched and I like just laugh like and I think I need to do that I need to be especially the things I don't want to get in touch with I need to do like that's what I need to do immediately because I'll get to the other stuff Mm -hmm. I know that I care about but sometimes I need to like make sure yeah like do my and then also, like, I think being, I feel, like, a capable communicator, and then sometimes when I, when I feel, sorry, I don't know, <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm talking about my, but sometimes I feel like, uh, you can't talk about yourself too much, yeah, it's the point. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, like, a lot that's, of reasons. That's my focus. Um, <laughs> But I feel like I'm being vulnerable. Like, when I'm in, like, a new relationship, I'm, like, I'm not a good communicator. Because I'm, like, oh, man. Um, oh, if I feel like I'm being, like, irrational, then I'm, like, eh, I'm going to keep that in. Like, I'm not going to work through it. Like, I'm going to just, like... Irrational. I'm like... going to work through it for myself. Like, if I know I have a thought that's, like, coming from anxiety or, like, insecurity, I just, like, like squelch that. Like, he doesn't like that. me because of this. Yeah, or, or something oh, like that. Or, like, yeah. Or, like, I like him why too did much. you... Yeah. So I'm gonna I shouldn't just, like, like him this much. 
Yeah, or like, oh, why don't you, yeah, why don't you get in touch with me or something? Yes. And I'm just like, I just kind of like, instead of, because I don't like feeling vulnerable, I'll just like go like, Mer. like, I'm just not going to, I don't, I'll, I'll avoid it. But then they come around of... to you. The thing is, I, it's hard to, I've been dating. Uh-huh. And it's, I, I'm learning how to live in the space of vulnerability. And I was going to say it's really hard. It's not really, hard is not the right word. But it's unfamiliar to me. Ah, uh, yeah. To, to put myself out there and say, I want this. I'm curious about you. <laughs> and, but maybe, you know, maybe they're not curious about me. Or maybe they're not open to mm-hmm. XYZ with me. Right. But I feel like you usually, I mean, you're very beautiful. You're very smart. And then... You like I've always known you to sort of have a partner. I think, not that you're like, I've, this is the second partner that I've known. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think it's more about. I think I feel really comfortable actually alone. Like I'm like super psyched to be alone. So I'm like, yeah, I'm because it's a formula. I can do that formula. I'm like even on a Friday Saturday night. Even on a Friday Saturday, but I'm also like good at like casual relationships in a certain level. This yeah. is oh my god. <laughs> this is like all information. But like cuz cuz there's like I'm like I can do I'm good at occupying myself. I'm like right. oh yeah, I know how to do this. I can like show up to work. Yes. Work really hard. I can like go to my. I know I can show up my studio yes. a certain amount of hours and like get no this vulnerability done. required. Yeah, no vulnerability required. I'm just like show up. I put the time in. Yes. I like you know until you. I guess you show your work. And right, like, oh. and then I can slam him and I can go to bed alone and wake <laughs> up happy. But I mean, you know, of course, the rewards of being vulnerable are great in a, in a love context. But I feel like I can find that to a certain extent through my work. Which, you know, and then you could go too far with that. And you're like, wait, but where's the humanity in what I'm doing and the human connection? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really important and valuable, but it's, it's just harder, I think, to live in that vulnerable place. And sometimes I'm like, nah, I don't have the time for that. Like, right. I'm busy. I like, I'm doing all this. Stuff. But I think it's, it's, um, I think it's a skill. I think it's a skill. Some people are good at that. Like, some people have... And I think people, like... Not many. I think, though, people, like, take the time to teach themselves how to be good in that situation. How to be alone? Like, how to be... No, not how to be alone, but... Or, or how to be with somebody in a vulnerable place. Uh-huh. Like, people have, like, re, you know, there's, like, a lot of literature out there. You can, like, yeah. read books and, like, have tools or, like, talk to your therapist and, like, work through things. And I think it's important to do the work. And I think I haven't always, always done the work. I'm just like, mm-hmm. well, that'll figure itself out. And I'm like, why isn't this working? Like, <laughs> why am I still, like... <laughs> communicating the, this way still you know and I think yeah. I'm like maybe in a place now where I'm like want to do the work to be more comfortable being vulnerable does that make uh-huh. sense yes it does okay. Okay. this no. is my personal journey no it makes a lot of sense yeah do you feel like you've done that like been in a place where you like done the work to I've done a good amount of work mm-hmm. yeah um I'm still, I still have a sort of, um, like, work reward thing where it's like, okay, I've done the work, I'm ready for the reward now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm ready for connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was just telling my parents on the phone today, uh, 
I was like, you know, they say, oh, it'll happen when you least expect it. And it's like, well, I have never expected it less. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, you know, I, yeah, for a long time I thought, sort of like my parents, it's like, oh, you meet someone cute, you start dating, you probably have sex, and then you do it often enough, and then you think, oh, this is fun, and then, and then you, that's your boyfriend, and then you sort of get married five years later, and then there you go. And it's more like you meet online or you met a friend of a friend and you hooked up that first time and then you texted but then you sort of stopped and then you had another date and then you went on to date with someone else and then you decided that you were going to stop having sex but then you had sex two days later and then you texted that other person and then the other person came out of nowhere and then no one's texting you on Saturday and it's like Bud Light time and then... And then you're on Grinder, and then you delete it, and then you're back to abstinence until later that like, and then you think, yeah, that's been more of the experience, you know? Right. It's yeah. not. Yeah, and then in the meantime, I have to find. I'm trying to keep. Okay, well, where am I in this whole equation? You know. Right. Right. Because how can I be? sort of proactive like put myself out there say I, I'm, I want connection without like having my hopes be crushed when it doesn't work out right or like have my like the essence of myself which is this very joyful sort of charismatic curious person how can I not turn into like a bitter queen <laughs> you know yeah because the bitter queen like <laughs> Is like right, right there, right backstage, being like, <laughs> like chomping at the bit, like, it's not going to come out yet. <laughs> Men are trash, you know. Yeah, I think I think to do maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, and like, the how tos, but I feel like to. Maybe, like, put yourself out there in, like, cycles and, like, to, you know, like, I feel like I, yeah, I, I feel like there's, like, just certain times in my life where I was, like, dating, you know, and I'm, like, right. wow, I didn't, I, I didn't realize I, like, haven't, like, dated. I kind of, like, would just, like, start being, like, a friend, yes, blah, blah, blah. Right. but, um, yeah, it's, it's something that I think can... You need, it takes a lot of time and, like, focus, so I think it's, like, and, like, mental space. So I think it's, like, good to be in that space and then also, like, take a break for a second and mm. then, like, go back in revitalized. But it's hard to, like, what is the thing that revitalizes me? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I cleaned the whole apartment yesterday. I felt, I felt good. But yeah. I also figured out I couldn't really stop. Like, I wanted to take the, the paper out and the... Yeah board in the back and there was a bunch of boxes that weren't broken down I came back up here I got a box opener cutter went back down there and cleaned everyone's like broke down all the boxes and like cleaned up the recycling area I was walking back from the gym and there was trash on the sidewalk and I just picked it up and then I was like Dan it's time to stop and I like walked I traced my steps back like a half a block and put it back on the ground where it was like everything is not my job yeah. You've cleaned enough today. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, am I revitalized or am I just funneling it into something else? Right, right. What is a healthy funneling? Right, right. You know? 
put it in something in creative work. Oh, what healthy, what a healthy way to do to channel your anxiety into creative work. Okay, but I also like need a drink. Yeah, but <laughs> and you I also need, need like to share your creative sex. work with somebody. Yeah, too. Right, and to share the work. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, <what> you're saying. <laughs> right, I need to share the work with somebody. I need, you know. Like, is having sex revitalizing or detrimental or neither? Yeah. My therapist asked me the other day, like, or was saying something about how sex can be a great way to express yourself. <laughs> I was like, I have never considered that <laughs> option. <laughs> I've heard connection. I've heard, like, relief. I've heard, yeah. like, fun. Yeah. I've heard, like, expressing love. But, like, Expressing yourself? Huh. I'm like, I sort of get that. <laughs> Can we, like, break that down? Do you feel like sex um, is another way to express yourself? I guess I can see I how that's like, true. I feel like, yeah. I guess I'm, I would never maybe initially put it that way, but it's, like, a way to express, like, another part of me or side of me or something. Yeah. I heard once that sex is not a thing you do, but a place you go. Whoa, yeah. I feel like that's true. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that's why I feel like most, like, porn isn't, like, that amazing to me. Some, because yeah. I'm like, you're, it's not. when you're watching people having sex, I feel like it's, again, like, performance. Right. But it's, like, about being in that moment and experience and, like, just, like, the... You're like, oh, when you were watching it happen, you're like, oh, that was all that was going on? Right, right. For me? That right. felt like, that felt like spiritual, you yes. know? And you're like, and it doesn't, you know, and of course, whatever. If you can, sex is sex, so you can watch all kinds of porn and you're not, especially if you're already maybe going to that place, it can like help you, I feel like help you along. But I feel like just like trying to get turned on by porn is like, your mind and past experiences, like the, plus is such a prolific you know, gold so mines are very specifically tailored to what you are into, you know, yes. and just sort of like searching desperately, like this yeah. very specific thing you are. So, I don't know, I just think that's kind of, yeah, interesting how it's, it is a place. Like it's, yeah, it feels like beyond the physical right. action. For the, when it's for the good. Most part, when it's good, yeah. Otherwise, we're like, watch the clock. Can we, like, wrap this? Yeah. Boys, boys, it's it's harder to fake. Yeah. I don't know that I've, I think I have faked once, but. (laughs) No, you're right. It's a, it's kind of nice to be. But I, I usually, I don't, I feel like when I first started What's having like a sexual existence, I would, I would often go there. I feel like when I first started having often sex, I'd like often fake orgasms. I'd uh, be like, okay, I just want this to be over. Yeah. Like, this is horrible. Right. And then I kind of like, yeah, started enjoying myself a little more. Right. <laughs> basically. Well, that's about getting older. Yeah. These poor children. It, don't, I, what what's the age that you think well I don't think there's an age but no. what is an indicator that you think somebody is ready to have sex oh my god I don't know um 
I think it's funny because no one's like, well, I was ready. No! <laughs> no. I, don't think, I don't think you're ever ready. <laughs> I don't think you're ever ready. But I do think you should, yeah. like, get it done. <laughs> sort of, like, early-ish. Like, be safe, as in wear a condom, know the person, have a safe setting. Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid to do it after you have those things in place. Because then it's going to build up in your brain. It's going to be this mystical thing and once you like break the seal of it it's you're like okay i don't have to be so yeah you know i think having a oh that's all there is is a really healthy first step yeah you know i don't think anyone's like i did it once and it was amazing (laughs) that's like like wait until you're married i feel like they need to be religious (laughs) you know yeah, yeah, you just have. You're gonna need God after that. Once you do it once, and then you think, "Oh, this is all there is." It's like, well, hope your faith brings it in the next sixty years. So you're gonna need it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like good time. I feel like the. I feel like the most important thing is. Is like being in, trying to be informed enough and like confident. I feel like it's because I grew up in a very religious household, so I was definitely, like, a late bloomer. I was also very, like, studious, so I was, like, not hanging out, and, like, you know, I was... Anyway, whatever. But, yeah, I feel like the most important thing is, like, being informed, educated. Yes. And, like, since you're, like, you know, very... I feel like the education even, like, in school, should start, like, very young. Because I feel like there's sexual yeah. awareness. I remember being aware of sex in kindergarten. Mm. And there was, like, notes being passed around between kids. Like, they're, like, asking each other, like, do you want to have sex? And I remember, like, I, I didn't know what that was at that time. Yeah. But then, because I, and then I found out, like, in kindergarten, I would, you know, ask older siblings or something. But I feel like... I feel like there should be some, I feel like I didn't experience baseline education. I'm sure everyone's family is like super different and like school systems are different, but like, I feel like there should be some base education starting young. So then you can start like when, you know, you're a teenager, like like teens and you're experimenting, it's not something you're doing like secretly. And then it's not. And shamefully when all of a sudden like you don't have a condom because you weren't supposed to be having sex you right. know? and then then it gets really dangerous then you have, or if you do have it you don't know how to put it on and you have, yeah put it on or but then you don't know how to stay and I mean this may be something that comes with experience but I feel like you don't know how to like express yourself yet and like what you want for yourself for like somebody else and like I feel like people should have these conversations with right. kids it's like you're gonna be in a situation and someone's gonna be an asshole or most people will be in like ah, I don't wanna put a condom on like wow ah, it doesn't feel good and you're gonna be like in it you know like and people should be the conversation for men which and also with women that you're probably faced with this and you have to feel comfortable being like uh right. no like just do it like right. or like we'll get a fucking condom you know right. so and teaching kids to be in touch with their own desires it's can happen yeah. in a lot of ways from yeah. an early age. Yeah. And teaching kids how to say no when they don't want to do something. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's hard because they have to eat their vegetables, etc. But, you Right, know. and, like, I feel like that education, especially in this environment, too, when all these cases are coming out about 
pedophilia and like teaching kids about <clears throat> sex and where it's appropriate You're and right. you know and teaching and them who it's for and who it's adults. for yeah and teaching them to communicate with adults about it so yes. it's not hidden it's open and um also I mean also in teaching them not to be ashamed yeah. about which is hard I mean that's you're never going to get a home run on this you know right, like, right, right. I feel like it's very complicated but I f- I also I don't know it just feels like it needs to be a more wide open conversation to me yeah that's the thing that I was definitely I was raised with a lot a lot of the, all of my uh, the vast majority of my needs were met in childhood in my rearing biggest one that wasn't was the encouragement to be in touch with my desire or like my sexual desire you know my orientation it was always a it was it was a non it was sort of a don't ask don't tell thing (laughs) and it it wasn't that I thought I would be sort of persecuted or not loved if I had spoken it but I did know that it was uh not optimal and not great that it was going to cause issues you know or it would make things harder or be weird I, I really didn't want to make anything weird I wanted everything to be good yeah uncomfortable right make and, them comfortable right. right and if you're trying to have sex to make other people comfortable good luck <laughs> <laughs> have sex with you because I want to make sure my parents are comfortable. <laughs> well, that sounds really hot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of also like, and yeah. How is your, it's just not going to happen. It's just like not, not a non-space happen. also. Yes. How do, how is your, I feel like I still keep my parents, like I had a similar upbringing perhaps it was just don't ask don't tell and I, I kind of like incorporated that into like my relationships in general uh-huh. so like my family won't know I'm dating someone like five months in right or like I'll break I up and then I'll be like once, yeah. oh yeah like yeah I like broke up with this person like months ago yeah right you know and so I feel like what was your journey like how was your journey with your family and like communicating with them about like relationships or sex like how's that like developed it's very well sex there's no topic there's no discussion the relationships it's very like okay well are you dating or are you not and when did you start and is it good or is it bad and has it ended or just keep going okay cool it's very it's like google forms logistical yeah Yeah. they can just send a google form really (laughs) so i i'd call it a press release (laughs) they're sort of looking for a press release um (laughs) i've been good about sort of if they ask, I'll be more honest about what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Keeping in mind that there are things I don't want to tell them that I don't, but... Yeah. yeah it's getting more... You know, I'm being more honest while also being appropriate about what I choose to share with them and what I don't. Right. I'm honest with them. With the things that I want to tell them. Right. Um, yeah, I feel like that's very admirable I feel like it's good to like challenge parents also too and like shake them up a bit and and you when you become an adult it's like it sort of becomes your job to 
yeah. help them along into the reality that you're an adult now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like my twin sister is like very good at just being like, and this is how it is, you know, like no she's like, this is just how it is, this is what's happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like, you know, picking and choosing a little bit. So uh-huh. yeah, but I feel like it's much better to just kind of like throw people in the deep end sometimes. I, I do, f- I throw them into the kiddie pool with floaties. Yeah. <laughs> with the floaties on. With floaties. But, but, so. Deep end is f- for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, How long have you been in this relationship? Uh, I guess like a few months now. More than or le- more or less than six. Aroundish. Aroundish. Yeah, that's nice. So. Does it make you feel more secure or less secure? Um, gosh. I would say less secure. Uh-huh. In some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Did Just you- like emotionally. Because you're more vulnerable. Yes. Here. Are you confident though that you're you haven't invested more than you can afford to lose? No. <laughs> um, but I'm so, willing to take a take that like risk, and I think it. Right. So you can afford to lose. Yeah. So yes, yeah. I think yes. Humans, I just humans I have think a I tendency. go back and forth. Uh huh. Between that. A yes and no. Uh huh. You may, you take the daring step and then you sort of retract. I take the daring step and I'm like, not always sure. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Then, yeah. So. I think about that with my creative work. I think oh, I'm going to do this piece. I'm going to do this, and then I'll just like tunnel vision, like you were saying, do it, and then I'll look back and be like, oh. that's why I think my my next big thing is to do a retrospective. It's funny because I'm like 27, but do a <laughs> retrospective of all my, all my previous work because it's so. Like angsty for me to look back or like cringeworthy. How are, um, what are you working on right now? Like, what is your newest? I did my, I did a showing of my Wild oh, Games piece. At a showdown or workshop? Yeah, it's called Showdown. Okay. Yeah, give me. Um, have you seen that piece where I sit in a chair in Wild Games Plays by Taylor Swift? I don't think so. It's the piece I've done off and on for like three ish years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was from a, a... Maybe I did see a rehearsal. Yeah. Actually, a while yeah. Ago. yeah. So I just sit in the chair in the song place. Mm. So I hadn't touched that for a long time, but I did it last weekend and that was fun. How did it go? It was good. Yeah. So I used to sob to the song and then the, I put that in the piece, like the song plays, and I sob to it. But as time goes on, it was harder to sob to it, whatever, and my relationship to got more complicated. Like, I hate this. I'm bored with this. This is stupid. I love this. I want to cry. I want to... I hate the song. Uh, but in this new this new run, I sort of let all those things coexist, and so I like laughed during parts of it, and like saw during parts of it, and stared into space for parts of it. The song plays through time, so it's like ten minutes. <laughs> this version. And are you still doing the endurance? Endurance queen. queen? No, it's in the drawer. I like loved. I love the images that I was seeing from that piece. Thanks. It was amazing. That's Scott. <laughs> Scott Shaw did those. Yeah, that's great. 
And what kind of reactions did you get, like, on the ground level? Uh, so did you... Um, how was, was that, like, a performance that was happening? Did you run the whole way, like... Or did you, like, put your heels on at the end? Put my heels on at the end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to, to run through the finish line. <laughs> uh, I walked. Okay. I finished there, and then I put the heels on, and, okay. and okay. Um, then did the walk down the literary walk, as it was called. Okay, cool. And yeah. did you get, like, responses from people in the literary My friends uh, who came were really positive, obviously, my family, mm-hmm. uh, my aunt and uncle, my brother. Um, there was a crazy guy sort of at the end. There's a compass at the end, and that's where I was going to finish. There was a kind of crazy guy on his phone there, and I stopped, and he wouldn't move, and it was sort of a weird standoffy thing. So that was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, can't get through this without a straight guy getting in the way, you know? But then eventually he moved and took some pictures. It was good. I haven't fully processed what it's yeah. done for me. Besides, giving me a sense of confidence that, like, I've always known I could run a marathon, and now I know I can. Mm-hmm. And is that kind of how the piece started, or whatever the... It's just, like, the challenge of, like... I feel like running a marathon is so... Or, like, the act of running is so... It kind of, is like, metaphorically translates into, like, all aspects of life. Yes. <laughs> you know? like, yes. As you're running, like... Distance running. Yeah, distance running. Like how you get through to the end. Yes. Like where your mind goes, like, how your thoughts are messaging, yes. how you're, like, dealing with the physical discomfort and pain. Yes. And, um, yeah, endurance is really mental, I feel like. Mm-hmm. As much as physical. Mm-hmm. You already know the piece, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> so. I've always run since I was in high school, and so I, but I, oh. and then I started dancing performing in college and I thought I want to do these things at the same time perform and run cool cool yeah what's next um, on the docket for you can people come see your piece um well so I think the last time I saw a work of yours was at Brooklyn um, BKSD Mm mhm Brooklyn's Ooh. Studios for Dance. Yeah, yeah. So, um... And if there's not a thing, there's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, there's not a thing here. So, the next thing is I'm developing that piece. So, I'm actually going to bring it to Berlin. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I was playing, um, doing right. like a DIY tour. And actually... Mm-hmm. I was planning it for this spring, but I'm actually going to go to Berlin myself mm-hmm. and, like, you know, follow up with a bunch of, like, meetings, like, see shows, mm-hmm. like, get a feel for the scene and, like, have face-to-face contact with people, and then I'm going to go, we're br- bringing Polite Structures to Berlin October and November. So, yeah, so that's exciting. Um, and it's really kind of get to know a scene outside of the New York dance scene or the right. downtown dance scene and it's have you been to Berlin before? Um, never no I'm so, so anxious to or interested to hear what you think yeah and I've never gone either <laughs> yeah I have a lot of assumptions I feel like yeah and um 
I feel like one thing that I think exists there and I'm also hoping to find is a place where, like, the visual arts and dance world or just, like, multiple worlds, like, just coexist without question. But I feel like... I feel like everyone's multidisciplinary nowadays, yeah. but it's still, I don't, I think it's still not easy to like sell work that's like really in between two right. fields. Right. Um, and I feel like perhaps in Europe, it's not as much a thing. It's like, like chiller. It's chiller. And people are like, oh yeah, you're a licensing. Oh yeah, you're a dancer who is on these structures and... Right, like nice rock music playing. Yeah, yeah. And you're naked. <laughs> There's photographers. Yeah. Right, like they're like cool, great, just yeah. do your thing. But maybe I'm just like totally making that up. So I'm gonna well, yeah, go to we'll find see. out in person, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and the bangs are all shorter there. Okay, great. So I'll <laughs> do some know, landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make sure a full bowl just cut see. and you'll fit right in. <laughs> The only thing I got. Yeah, okay, just pretend you're going to Abrams. <laughs> it's basically a city that's all Abrams Arts in. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah, great programming there. But um, anyway, yeah, so that's an exciting thing. And so I've been navigating, um, yeah, like being immersed in the art, artistic practice, but also... Yeah, like creating exciting opportunities for like myself when like maybe they don't come up, right. you know, and then kind of dissecting like maybe why aren't they coming up? Like, mm-hmm. what about the work or like what about my writing mm-hmm. or the timing or like the scene, yeah. you know, and like trying to like always be engaged with the work, like, but also just finding like new sustainable. Like, I, I feel like I've created work in New York just always through, like, unsustainability, mm-hmm. <laughs> which works. But I feel like you get to a certain point where you're like, there has to be a smarter, more sustainable artist lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm maybe not smart in that way. Like, I'm smart in other ways of, like, I like to be, like, curious and observing and, like, to learn things but I'm not and I'm like an entrepreneur I feel like in an artistic sense in a creative sense and I feel like being an artist is so much about like also being an explorer and like forging your own path but also like getting to know the system and working the system a little bit and not being shy about it yes and I'm I'm shy about it or cool about it or cool about it Mm -hmm. or like being like oh I'm here because like oh god I mean I'm Sometimes so I'm like, oh gosh, I do have to see. Everyone's talking about the show. I have to see it. Yeah. Uh, or I'm curious what the buzz is, but not yeah. like necessarily following the buzz, but following, following your heart. No, but like following your like genuine interests. Right. Um, and then hoping that like will lead somewhere. Yeah. You know. Um. Well, it which it does, but I think I'm also like trying to make peace with. I think I have like applied for a bunch of shit and didn't get it, and then I was like, fuck this shit. Like I'm not applying yes. anymore. I'm just gonna it's like make my work. And then I think I'm ready to kind of also um, just jump back in and be like, yeah, I'm going to apply. Like, fuck it. Like, and also, like, being more proactive about 
just like reaching out to people and not being shy about being like, hey, I'm doing something like, you know, curators or like facilities, right. even though like probably 99% of people are saturated and like won't get back to you or like, what the fuck are you doing? But also like the 1% of people maybe will. And I think it's also just a personal embarrassment of being like, oh, sorry, I'm an artist. Like I just do this work, but it's kind of like a thing I do. And like, so I, I think I'm of both worlds. Like I'm like super fucking passionate. Every single decision I make is to create, be able to create my artwork. Like, I feel like I'm, like, an artist. Yes. And, like, I live, like, the reason I'm in New York, the reason I'm, like, in fabrication, the reason I am, like, in the dance world, the reason yes. I do the same thing, thing, and, like, you know, my community is our artists or, like, creative people or, like, thinkers or whatever. Um, and I take myself super fucking seriously. Yes. And then I don't always, like, I don't always project that into the world. Like, in a way, I feel like it's okay to sometimes. Like, yes. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm an artist, whatever, it's silly, you know? And I'm like, dude, you're like almost 30. Like, get on your shit and, like, just stop being, don't, like, or just own apologize. Your shit. Yeah, don't, don't apologize, apologize for your work. And I think I do that to a certain extent. And I'm just like, you know, because whatever, the world's ending, any, like, there's so much, it's, I feel like I'm, also getting older and just realizing, like, everyone has, like, a lifespan. Like, I'm, I'm like, tipping mm-hmm. over that edge. I was like, everyone has a lifespan. The earth has a lifespan. There's yes. so many... There's so... Um, the, there are no rules. Yes. Like, I'm, like... And there are certain rules, but no one... Like, if you can't... You make your own rules, you know, to a certain extent. Yes. And, um, I guess I also want to acknowledge that, like, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, like, lucky to be in a certain place where I can do that, and some people are, don't have, like, the privilege or the luck. lucky takes away your initiative that made it happen, so I wouldn't say lucky, but... Yeah, but there's a certain level of, you know, of, you know, I think, yes, I'm, like, you know, a... I've pursued things, like, very actively. But I think also, like, some people didn't ever have that chance. So I'm just, like, saying, like, not everyone can totally make their own rules. Yes. But I think, though, I think it is important to, for me, to not have the mindset of, like, oh, I have to do this a certain way. Yes. Like, oh, I have to, like, oh, I can't, you know, um, like, you know, it's, like, this is silly, but it's, like, you know, even, like, looking at, I think, I feel like everyone's, like, scrutinizing, like, politics more nowadays mm-hmm. and, like, the system mm-hmm. and being, like, people... Like, the system is created or cre- it's created by people and, like, it's created and it's not... Oh, it's not fair. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, it's... Um, and, like, we have to have an awareness of, like, making decisions that... Um, like, we have to be able to just have an awareness of that and, like, try to create our own systems to the extent we can. Right. And, like... And accept and that there say, are systems. And accept that there are systems. And not say that they're great and that they shouldn't be changed. Yeah. But also kind of say, fuck the system. Like, the system is arbitrary. Right. Well, if the system is not working for you... Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, so it kind of worked through the system, but also to a certain extent being like, fuck it, this is an arbitrary system that is like, you know, it's, you know, it's not the, it's not how I should live my life or be operating. Or to measure myself against. Or measure myself against. Or, yeah, so now I'm fluctuating between this like a hugely abstract uh, concept. But I think when you get to a certain place in life, you're like, okay, it's... It's me time now. Or yeah, or you have to like, just try to write your own story the best you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's what I admire about you is that I think so. you do that. So yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, but so yeah, I think and I think you know there's a certain extent where I think as a artist and. It's also, like, I feel like a lot of people are experiencing now, like, an overwhelming sense of, like, oh, my God, like, um, like, how do I, how does, like, my work, like, contribute, or how am I contributing? I feel like it's, like, I feel like it's, I feel like small actions do have, like, a bigger impact to a certain degree, and also, like, I feel like, I don't know, I think it's important to, like, follow your passion, so, like, what you're good at you know, and, like, what you're interested in will add, not always in, like, a super direct way, but it creates a space, even, like, creating, I think, a creative space for other people to be, where they feel like they're allowed to be creative or allowed to be themselves is important, um, so it's not always, like, super tangible, or you can't, like, always put it in, like, an application, you know, or it's not, like, oh, man, like, I'm reinventing, like, the answer to, you know, carbon emissions, or <laughs> yeah, but like I don't know, it feels like it's important in a certain way. Anyway, sorry. And just start where you are. Yeah. Whatever that thing that's really important to you, start where you are. Yeah. And just and you don't have to start a nonprofit. You know, you can talk to that person at work, or be nice to that person on the train, or right. show up for somebody who needs you to show up. Or let someone know that you're there for them. Right. Right. Yeah. That's true. It's, yeah. It's, um... Because if everybody does that, it's going to, you know, that's what's going to create the new world in a certain sense. It's all the small things adding up. 